You read her every day at mistressmatisse.blogspot.com. You've probably downloaded this podcast at work. Be warned, this podcast contains frank discussions of sexuality, SM, and perhaps even a lawn gnome joke or two. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time again for The Mistress's Podcast. I give you the one, the only, The Mistress. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the unforgettable Mistress Matisse. That's right. I called you unforgettable. Don't make me go Nat King Cole on your ass. I was going to say, I feel like Natalie Cole all of a sudden. I, I, I could break out into songs, so just do, careful, okay? <laughs> there's some there's some gel you can get for that from your face, that breaking out You thing. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ask your doctor about... Yeah, really. Side effects may include. All right, baby, so we're going to uh, read some... Oh, this is Mistress Matisse on the other side of the mic. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm Mistress Matisse. I forgot who I was. Who am I? I'm Mistress Matisse. And this is Twisted Monk. Monk or Twisted Monk? No, I'm Monk or Twisted Monk. You're Mistress Matisse. Oh, right. I always get that mixed up. Yeah, it gets a little kinky sometimes. All righty. So we have some letters. We do. All righty. Let's talk about... <clears throat> Before I ask my question, I just wanted to let you both know how much I enjoy your blogs. Being someone who I guess is considered vanilla, seeing inside of your world is extremely interesting and keeps me coming back. For more every day. Oh, we love it when people tell Thank us you. that. Stroke me. Stroke, Stroke me. me. Oh, ooh, a little to the left. A little faster. Faster. Too fast. <laughs> On to the question. <laughs> My husband and I have been married for six years. We've done a little experimenting with kink, spanking, having an encounter with another couple, etc. The problem is, is that I read all of these sites that feature things like bondage and kink, and I know that my husband wants to try a great deal of them, and it makes him extremely excited. I love him, and I want to make him happy. So I've been willing to try tons of stuff, including things I swore I'd never try. Everything we've tried, however, doesn't feel right to me. It's getting so that I don't want to have sex with him at all and keep blaming him for my lack of desire. I don't want to blame him. It's probably me. Any advice? Well, this is kind of Dan Savage territory. Yeah, um, I can channel my inner Dan and say, well, good for you for being good, giving, and game. Yes. But uh, this is why we're poly. Yeah, see, we kind of have a skewed viewpoint. We do. Um, I w- I'm looking at this letter and I'm going, okay, there's, you mentioned spanking and having an encounter with another couple. Those are two wildly, wildly different, different things in my opinion. Slap and tickle, swinging. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, different ends of the spectrum. Quite, quite. Um, so, you know, whatever that you've done, kudos to you for trying it. Um, it doesn't feel right. What does that mean when you say it doesn't feel right? Like it doesn't turn you on or you think it's morally wrong and you're going to hell? Mm, good question. Um, and is it everything doesn't feel right? Is it because it's so foreign? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, he's trying all this new stuff but not doing any stuff that does, you know, work for you originally? Yeah, you need to kind of mix in like the good old like yeah. favorites with the like brand new. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that that's that's how it should work. You know, it's like sixty percent stuff that always you know gets your motor running, and like forty percent new stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at least yeah, I think that's a good totally good yeah. ratio if I've ever heard. Um, yeah, I so yeah, there's kind of like there's a lot of questions here. Um, doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, I don't really know what that means, and I don't, I don't. If I had an answer, if you had an answer for like how a couple can reconcile differing sexual tastes and styles, we would be rich. Yeah, we would be on Oprah. We, yeah, because this is the question for the ages. Unfortunately, it is. Um, 
again, we're poly, so we're skewed on this one. Because yeah, yeah. The answer is, okay, well, then you have the sex with him that you like mm-hmm. and be okay with him seeking out a partner to have this other kind of relationship with. Yeah, I mean, they, they mentioned other couples. I'm like, you know, could could you be okay with them going elsewhere and doing kink, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and doing kind of this kind of sex you like with you? I mean, I don't like, there are plenty of people in the, in the BDSM community, uh, and certainly we've done this ourselves, who can do BDSM scenes without fucking. Mm-hmm. It's not a requirement that you have, you know, general, you know, an orgasm or whatever. How are you define sex? Yeah. So, so I mean, there's, there's you know. A wider range of things, yes. That's yeah, true. yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, or if you know if the problem is just with you, then then okay, what we what really is the problem? Are you not, do you not feel confident in this? Because okay, the first time you do something, you're not going to feel confident. You're mm-hmm. going to feel like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, are you anxious because he's really excited? You want to please your partner, mm-hmm. so you're like you know you've got all this anxiety built up because if he's not having fun, then you're not going to have fun, and then anything that goes wrong because it's new and you're kind of fumbling around anyway. Yeah, I I, I almost want to tell him like slow down. Mm-hmm. Take it slower. Enjoy the process, and talk about what worked, what didn't work. Because it sounds like he like wants to try all this new stuff, mm-hmm. and she's sort of like lumping it all into like it's not working. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. So I, I say examine the process, slow down a little bit, um, and and yeah, try to analyze why. What is it about this is not working for me, and any, is any of it at all working for me? And what does work for me, and why? What does? Right. So on to another one. Dear Manga Matisse, I am considering becoming a professional dominant. I was wondering if you could share some insight about how to deal with being part of the BDSM community while being a professional. Two questions. Have either of you encountered prejudice from within the BDSM community? And if so, do you have any hints on dealing with that gracefully and positively? Two, should I expect dating within the community to be different when people know that I play professionally? I know people can change their view of a person when they find out that he or she does sex work. They seem to make a lot of assumptions about things like sex, relationships, personal boundaries, psychology, and so on. Do you have any insight or experiences you wish to share on how they may play out in the sphere of sex and love relationships? Thanks for all the advice you can offer, and thanks for the ever-fabulous podcast. Hmm, ever-fabulous. Do I have any insight? How long have you got? Oh, okay. God. <laughs> we got about seven and a half minutes, babe, so let's rock it out. Let's rock it out. Um... First of all, thank you for actually like being a part of the BDSM community as you become a pro dom because so many people aren't, and I just really love that today. They're like, "Oh, I'll, I'll be a pro dom, and I don't, you know, I don't need to know anything about kink or you know community. the community or how that works." So thank you for doing that at least. They, they read it on the internet somewhere, and they just you know. yeah, they saw it on the MTV. Uh, so have I encountered prejudice? It's uh, pro doms of all the varieties of sex work get the least. Uh, prejudice, I think, which is not to say that we get none. Um, you know, now that we can drink from the same water fountain as everybody else, it's a lot nicer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> complete bullshit. Uh, yeah, you get some. Uh, you usually get the... Proton specifically will get the thing that, like, oh, you must be this, like, raging control queen bitch 24 hours a day, and you fall out of bed in your thigh-high boots, and you kind of prance around, and everyone has to treat you like a princess, and that's just really so not the case. You have hot and cold running slave, ma- slave <sighs> boys all the time, and your house is cleaned by little sissy maids. <sighs> Oh, God. Yes, people throw rose petals in front of me when I walk. Exactly. And when you walk out to your car Mm -hmm. and you hit your alarm button, it's actually a human pony carriage. Oh, right. Right, right. I forgot about Uh that. Doesn't everyone have those? I kind of assume. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, so there's a lot of silliness like that. The, 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 the good thing about the higher level of pro-doms kind of in the media is that some of that has gone away. And most of the BDSM community, you know, it's not, it's not very bad. It's not a huge thing. It's not been mm-hmm. a huge thing for me. Um, male dominants get a little nervous about you, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's good for them. That's good for them. I have seen male doms sweat around you, darling. I have watched them be like, no, no. That was not taken at all like me being submissive around you. Not at all. Kind of fluff their chest up like somehow if they like even show a flicker of being less topply than toppy that you're just going to like put a saddle on them and ride them around the room. That's a really charming mental image. I'm going to think about that next time I'm around a male dominant who's really getting on my fucking nerves. I know, just the one you're thinking yeah. about too. Ah. <laughs> la, 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 la. We're not saying any names. Okay, uh, so. What is, what is your take on this? Uh, you know, it's funny. The prejudice I get is going to be I get it from a lot of men who are like, you are so full of shit. You do not get paid to do this. No, no, really, I do. Yes, really, he does. Bullshit. No, no, really. Are they like trolls, shaved bears? No, no, they're actually really pretty cool people. Dude. They hate you. Yeah, and then they hate me. They, and they hate you. They're not throw rocks at you. Uh, I've not got rocks thrown at me yet, but probably after this podcast you know, goes off, I'll start to learn, start dodging. I, I get some of that from women, not too yeah. much. I get a little. Um, well, okay. Um, the question is, what about dating? No, oh, sweet Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. So when I first started dating you, mm-hmm. I, I gave you the little speech that I have had the occasion to polish many the times. The big four speech. It's the big four speech. And the big four is, I'm poly, I'm kinky, I'm bisexual, and I'm a sex worker. Now, pretty much everyone I've ever dated in my whole life, except for you and Max, has had some issue with one of those things. It's been like, it's the straw that breaks camel's back. It's like one of those things they just can't deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've kind of come to understand that. And sex work is often the thing. It's like, I can deal with everything else, but I can't deal with you doing this. And I'm like, well, I guess you're just not going to date me then, are you? See, now, when we first started dating, I know, you know, this was like the very first sex worker I had ever dated before. And uh, for me, it was that when you gave me the big four speech, it was, okay, this is part of who this person is. And who you are and what you have done make up this person that you're really, really attracted to and you're feeling these really strong feelings for. So... This is part of your identity. This is part of who she is. So you have to accept this. Just as like, as if, you know, whether that they have blonde hair or they have, uh, uh, you know, their their heritage or, you know, whatever that might be. But you're a fabulously discerning and wise individual. Now, I'm a guy and I'm an egotistical guy. So <laughs> it took me a while to get used to it. Um, but yeah, it comes to that. And, um, you know, kind of understanding. It's like, this is part of who you are. And it's not... Uh, how do I want to say it? It's like, it does not define you, but it is a key element of your identity. Yeah, that's the way of saying it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you got to be okay with that. Yeah, and so I, you know, my advice to you on this is like, don't pussyfoot around it and don't 
you know, don't don't minimize it. And and if someone can't handle you, then they just can't handle you. And it does, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna weed out a certain number of people who otherwise you might date or like. But you have to make a choice. It's like, do I really want to be who I am, or do I want to date this person? And the choice for me is like, no, I I have to be who I am. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, and sometimes you gotta give people a little, you know, gotta do a little education. You have to get past all the assumptions about, oh, you're you know welfare mother, or, oh, you're a drug addict, oh, you have a pimp, oh. Yeah, someone beat you oh your parents abused you yeah you can that's kind of yeah you kind of have to wait through all that crap but um the kinky people are better about that than other people i think so and especially also when you're being a pro don't be different than being an escort yes or being a stripper it is but on the flip side though because of the nature of being a pro dom especially in the kink worlds there's greater overlap Mm -hmm. and that like you know if someone's an escort or a stripper they kind of go into the strip club do the job Mm -hmm. and leave yeah, and the job stays there. Very compartmentalized, yeah. Our lives are not compartmentalized. And so what we do as sex workers overlaps. I have met some of your clients. You and have I have met, met some yours. Yeah. I've had dinner with yours. Mm-hmm. Um, we interact back and forth, interact with them. Um, you know, they've done favors for us, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. And so um, it is different because it is not compartmentalized. Yeah, I have, and that comes in time. I mean, there was certainly time when my life was a lot more compartmentalized. But over the years, I have developed such relationships with some of my guys that, yeah, I really have integrated them a lot into my, you know, what I would call my sort of ordinary life. And it's been, it's worked out great Mm -hmm. just because they are that fabulous um, and they know who they are. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need a partner who, if that's the way you're going, if you're just getting started, that's probably less likely to happen. But sure. you know, still, that that needs to be something that you think about down the road. All right. So that's what I think about that. That's what she thinks about that, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Mistress Matisse. My name is Monk from TwistedMonk.com, and we will talk to you later. Bye. This has been the Mistresses Podcast. If you like what you've heard, check her out at mistressmatisse.com or read her daily blog at mistressmatisse.blogspot.com.